You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> Welcome to McIntyre's Next Level Podcast, a place for entrepreneurs, leaders, and dreamers to awaken and be activated to their full potential. Are you ready to get out of the boat and experience your next level? Here's your host, Michael McIntyre. Welcome, everybody. Michael McIntyre here at McIntyre, the Next Level Podcast. We are excited, as we are every week. That's right. I said it. We are excited every week. Why? Because the Holy Spirit drops on us some amazing people. Sometimes it's just me, which sometimes is kind of amazing, too. But today today is a special, amazing day. Uh, we've got my good friend and super Wonder Woman all-around hero and just amazing entrepreneur who has done extremely well in the music industry. He's the CEO and founder of Tara Simon Studios, and she has been an amazing, accomplished singer. And so, Tara Simon, I am so proud to have you in Studio B today. Good morning. Good morning. I'm even more proud to be here, Michael. Thank you for having me. Come on, sister. So, Tara, I want the, I want our listeners to hear about your story, and you've got an, um, an amazing story, and you've done so well on the national stage. That's right. I said national uh, and world stage, and so uh, I don't want to give away all of it. I want you to express exactly what that's meant for you to do where you come from, and I know your family, and they're amazing, and uh, so I want you to share with our audience, our listeners, who is Tara Simon? Okay, so Tara Simon first is um, a daughter of God, and I'm learning that more and more each day that that's the most important thing. Um, I've been singing, though, since I was three, and if you ask my mom, I've been singing E-I-E-I-O since before I could walk. (laughs) <laughs> she does kind of over exaggerate, but I'm thinking that might be true. Um, so, so the first time I ever sang was in church on a stage um, and I saw the stained glass cross on the, on the entrance of it. And we were singing that's love of God. And I knew then at three that that's what I was going to do the rest of my life. Wow. And it never did once change. Um, I grew up uh, in a performing arts high school. One best in state was the lead role in their musicals, which is very competitive at, in 10th grade. Um, I then left for New York the day I turned 18 um, to pursue Broadway. A year later, I found myself on a plane uh, across the seas to Europe, leading the Broadway musical Fame. And um, that's crazy. And, yeah, <laughs> it was crazy to be honest. And um, and I was, you know, the, the by far the youngest in the cast and and the lead. There are four leads. I was one of them. And, uh, the female lead. And uh, it, that was an amazing experience. And, um, and yet also really eye opening. I thought Broadway was my end all. Um, and that was how I was going to begin and then end my my vocal career, but God had way bigger and different plans. Um, so I, I shortly after fame went on a missions trip to Africa, I joined Times Square Church, um, formerly Pastor David Wilkerson's church, and we all the choir went over there and I am um, classically trained. So, so in, in opera, you learn I, IPA, International Phonetic Alphabet, and you learn how to um, sing in any language authentically. And so these little African kids from Zambia taught me this song to sing. And I, I sang it and I danced with them just like they did. And unbeknownst to me that night in front of a stadium, an ocean really full of people who had walked days to get there, the worship leader out of nowhere, 
asked me to sing that song in front of them. And look, I'm white, okay? And they were not. And and I literally stuck out like a sore thumb. I was never more nervous in my life. I, I had just come off a Broadway show and here I am ready to pee my pants uh, singing in front of these people. And as I did, the entire ocean of people rose to their feet, acapella, and started doing it with me. And God spoke to me for the first time in my life in that moment. And he said to me, right idea, wrong image. And I had no idea what that meant until I got back to the States. I was continuing to be put up for lead roles on Broadway, got really close for a couple of them, but there was something in my heart that felt and said, this is not it for you. So I didn't take any of them. I didn't pursue it. I went back to school for worship leading. And as I did, I realized um, God had spoken to me correctly in that, yes, the right idea was singing and was music, but the image in which that was going to form was way different than what I had originally trained for all my life. And, um, and so as I was obedient with that, I really didn't know still what it meant or how that would form, but I knew, I, I knew I was done with Broadway, at least personally. Um, so I went back to school for worship leading and, um, and as time went on in my life, fast forwarding to make it, to make it much shorter, um, saying yes to God has always been something that's been in my heart and wanting his best. And so any door that was open musically, I always just ran through it. It didn't really matter if it was left of center of what I wanted. I just said yes. And um, saying yes led me to eventually years later opening up a performing arts studio, which is now Tara Simon Studios. And um, to be honest, I have... I have um, under-promised and over-delivered with every single student I've ever coached to the point where now I'm building stars that, that are underneath me. And it, that, that to me is even more rewarding than the feeling I remember from getting the applause myself. So awesome. So I, you did that so well. I mean, that was as pithy as you can take, you can tense, you know, what, 15 years into, you know, 38 seconds. That was very impressive, Tara. Uh, All right. I just want to back up just a little bit because you piqued some of my interest and I want, and I know some of the listeners are like, okay, so you were living in Georgia, were you, or were you living in Florida when you graduated high school? When I graduated high school, I was living in Florida and I moved to New York City the day I turned yes. 18. Okay, yes. Now, when so what prompted you to go, want to go to New York City? Well, I knew that that was the only place I was able to do Broadway. Right. So I convinced my parents to let me, quote unquote, go to college. And I, you know, I, I bamboozled them into thinking that that's what I was going to do. And I, once I was up there after a year in college, I was like, hey, haha, just kidding. Um, I promise I'll finish my degree someday, but I'm going to audition for a year. Wow. And a few months into auditioning, I, I got the role. So you, you were auditioning on Broadway and that must have been incredible. It was. And, and something, though, that I realized, though, and this is good for any entrepreneur, any person that's listening to this, you know, you think that there are so many people out there that are competitive and against you particularly and that you are less than. But what I realized auditioning for Broadway and in particular, the fame audition, the building was Ripley Greer Studios. And if anyone knows Manhattan, you know what a, what a block, a city block was. The line was wrapped around the block two times because this was a European tour and it was very glamorous and everybody wanted it. Everybody was there. I waited 16 hours to sing four bars. And I did not have an appointment. I was not equity. I was just a nobody in a line. But what I realized in that line, as I got closer to the door and listened to people's auditions with that was that three quarters of those people had no business being there. They were being trained by people who were taking their money, blowing smoke up their smirk skirt, saying, oh yeah, yeah, you're gonna be on Broadway someday. And they had no business being there. And I was like, wow. 
So what I'm seeing in the reality of the numbers actually in truth of competition is a fraction of what it really is. Like, mm-hmm. like I am probably one of 200 people rather than a thousand who actually have a chance at this. I love that because, you know, what, what that reminds me of, you said you stood in line for 16 hours because yeah. your want was huge. It's kind of like Jesus when, when he goes to, uh, to raise Lazarus from the dead, you know, he said, move that boulder, right? When this boulder was huge and he could have moved the boulder, right? He could have had Gabriel, you know, Gabriel was kind of on call. <laughs> and so he could have moved the boulder, had the boulder move, but he wanted them to move the boulder because he wanted to see how big their want was, right? Uh-huh. And that's what my theory is anyway. I know theologians around the country are saying, ah! that's not mine but um but what you're saying is so good because look we have a lot of entrepreneurs that want that listen to our podcast and how big is your want and it's not always going to show up just easy you've got to put yourself out there and that's what you did tara you put yourself out there i mean that must have been intimidating looking at that line and thinking my gosh how can i get this fame deal and you got one of the leading roles the female leading role in that and went to europe and toured so uh, kudos to that. And, and cause obviously your want was pretty huge. Yes. It was, And I was not to be deterred, but, but again, what sometimes we as entrepreneurs or entertainers or whatever you are listening to this, sometimes we, as we're going into something or as we're, we're trying for something, we see the bully in our own minds as what is reality. And the bully for me was that line. But when I really took a harder look at it, I was like, you know, bully's not that big. Goliath's not that tall because half of these people shouldn't even be here. So I'm going to just act like they don't exist. They're just sort of in my way right now. You know? Awesome. That's so good. I love that. All right. So uh, you did this thing. You And I, I also know, because I know a little bit, of, um, a lot about your history. You also showed up on some, some national TV stages as well. And so tell us about how that came about. I think it was American Idol, was it? Uh, always say America that. Got, <laughs> America Got Talent, something, something. So share share that with us, because I think it's fascinating. Bless your heart. So here's why you always say the other ones, because I, I was on X Factor, right? Yes. But I have been so blessed to take my knowledge of my experience of X Factor and actually get my students on every single one of those shows too. So Lauren Lott was on American Idol, Angelica Hale was on America's Got Talent. That's what um, I thought, yes, yes. And I was on X Factor. And to make that very long story very short as well, um, X Factor was um, a thank you reward to one of my benefactors to a Kickstarter project I started wow. um, because of a very close friend of mine's mother was dying of ovarian cancer and we wrote her a song called Beauty Queen. Um, she heard it before she died. It was very well received in Florida where I was and people wanted me to make more. But at the time, I didn't have any money to make more music. Hashtag it's expensive. And so I started a Kickstarter project. Well, what I later found out was that my sister anonymously, along with one of her friends, funded and overfunded the project. And the guy who did it with her didn't want any of my rewards. All he wanted from me was to audition for every single one of these shows. And so I was actually auditioning for X Factor as a thank you reward for him not wanting to be on any of the shows at all. And I thought, well, I don't win anything. So I'm just going to do this for him and like keep it moving and work on my project. Well, and of course, you know, as the, as I get through the rounds, I'm getting more and more ticked off. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. The one time I am not trying to win something, this happens. And, and there I was finding myself singing in front of a worldwide uh, audience, as well as about 10,000 people in a stadium, Simon Cowell, Britney Spears, Ellie Reed, and Demi Lovato. And they're giving me four yeses to go through. Um, 
Yeah. So I ended up being top six in my category uh, before I exited the show. And unfortunately, it was edited really poorly. It's, it's not who I really am that you see in the final footage, but people were very impressed by it. And honestly, it, it helped my career and I leveraged that to my uh, benefit. Awesome. So cool. All right. So, uh, so fast forward this, I know you, I know you are a worship leader. I know you walk in and, and at probably, you know, rando churches and they say, they see you in the audience and they grab you and get you up there and throw a microphone in front of you. Uh, and I've seen you, I've seen you live and, uh, you're quite impressive. And so do you, I know there's a lot of, for whatever reason, and I don't know this, but God does for whatever reason, he keeps putting this, these music people in my life. And I know nothing about music except for Boston Foreigner, uh, Little Neil Diamond, <laughs> and uh, Stephanie Gretzinger, and uh, Phil Wickham. Other than that, I don't know anything. So, uh, but uh, but with that, I've seen you just come up there and do that, and you've got this ability to not to be a diva and not worry about things. You just step into that. And how do you do that? Do you do you engage with the Holy Spirit? You just you just have that moxie. How do you just do that, Tara? Because that's really impressive. Well, the, the, the doing it is just comes from always doing it. I mean, I've, I have never once been afraid to sing. It's something I know is part of who the DNA of who I am. Um, I do identify with it very deeply. And so, you know, it's kind of like walking or breathing. I'm not ashamed of it. So someone says, you want to sing? I'm like, sure. It's what I do. Just like I eat, you know, but the, the, I am, I, I will say that I, it, it's hard for me to take compliments. It, it's always been. And so even hearing you say that makes me squirm a little bit, but I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting better at receiving that. I know it's true. Like, I know what you say is true, but it makes me feel bad for some reason to accept it sometimes. And that's, I think that's a false humility thing. Um, and you've helped me a lot with that, frankly. And um, and so I, I stay humble because I do realize that um, I know where my gift comes from and it's not from me. It's, it is a gift. And, um, and I, my life's goal is to just steward that well. So I'm, really so I, I'm just, I always, I'm in awe. Stacy and I talk about how you know, the gift of singing is, like you said, is a gift from God. And I admire, I stand in awe to watch people like Frank Sinatra, okay? I mean, at 84 years old, this guy still had the pipes, right? Uh, and, you know, I, Willie Nelson, I remember when uh, studying Willie Nelson, you know, being in Texas here, but I remember he was $11 million in debt to the IRS, like, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago. And he just got, he just, you know, put down his doobie and uh, he, he, he went on the road and started singing. And in a year, he made that $11 million back just like that, just showing up at concerts. And I just, I just find that, you know, one of the things that a voice does with, and you know this better than anybody, that it doesn't change over time. I mean, whether you're 29 years old singing beautifully, you can sing like that at 89 and the voice never fails you. It still stays the same. And I just, I just think that's very, it's such a beautiful gift. And I'm, I'm awestruck by that. So, um, all right. So you've got a passion. You're a great leader. You're, 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 you're beautiful. You have uh, such talent and you're such an amazing voice coach. Tell us about how you came about with Tara Simon Studios. Cause I think you've got these coaches and you've, like you said, you've coached stars who have become very famous and very uh, uh, successful. So how did all that come about? 
Yeah, so it's it's something it's something that's kind of annoying to be honest. I, again, I my goal growing up was to be a Grammy award winning artist, a Broadway star, Tony award winning. Like I had big dreams and and still do actually. But every time I would go to sing anywhere, someone inevitably would come up to me afterwards and be like, "Oh my gosh, you were so amazing!" You know, I have a daughter who, and I'm like, "Oh, here we go again." <laughs> It was never, oh, like you want to come sing at my private event. I mean, that happened, but nine times out of 10, it was, I have a granddaughter. I have a son. I, I would love to, and I'm like, I'm not even advertising this. Like (laughs) God literally just force fed me these, these coaching opportunities. And again, I, I was at least aware enough, intuitive enough to say, okay, this is not a coincidence. I am annoyed, but I see what's happening here. And, and so I, I said, yes. And I honestly dreaded coaching for the longest time, but God brought a special student into my life um, who actually wasn't even a vocal student to change my heart. And um, the little boy was named Peter Jose. He had down syndrome and he was the most incredible uh, still to date, the most incredible student I've ever had. And I loved him like a son. And um, he later uh, passed away because of bone marrow leukemia. But before he did, he got to see the brick and mortar studio. He came to Atlanta and I told him before he died, the reason this exists is because of you, Peter. Come on, Jesus. It's awesome. Wow. That's really cool. So you've got, so you see your studio is in Atlanta, Georgia. It is the brick and mortar. Yeah. And so, uh, and you've got, how many coaches do you have working for you? So right now we've scaled down. I only have four. Uh, We had about 10 to 12 at one point because we were doing so many different art areas, but I've really um, kind of gotten back to my roots the past year and a half, two years and focused in really, really precisely on what we do best, which is vocals. So we do have multiple private vocal coaches, um, um, some piano coaches and guitar and acting, but really our bread and butter is private vocal coaching. And, and I know you're, you know, you're busy doing many different projects. And uh, so our, so what would it take for somebody to come in and say, Tara, I want you personally to coach me? Yeah, well, you just need to call up the studio and see if you can get into my schedule. <laughs> <It's> that's <laughs> part, part. And I hate to, be, you know, I, I am so not, oh, well, have your people call my, I'm not that way. But uh, the more I do, the less time I have, you know, and, and I just absolutely love what I do and I do it well. So it, it does take a little bit of um, finessing to, to find a time. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm always willing and it's just a matter of scheduling. And a matter of money, I imagine, because uh, you're at this point, <laughs> you're at this point right now in your career where, you know, to get Tara Simon to coach you vocally is going to cost you some coin. But I think it's a great investment if you want to be coached by the best. Yes. Oh, 100 percent. And I will I will authentically say that I am not the best, maybe, but one of the best, at least for sure. It's awesome. All right. So uh, tell us uh, also about your new podcast uh, that you've launched recently, because I know that it's, yeah. it's really it's a it's a passion of yours. And so I want our uh, listeners to know where to find you on this podcast and tell it well, what prompted you to start this podcast and what's it all about. Well, thank you. Well, uh, it's called Truth with Tara. And um, the premise of the podcast is this. Look, I mean, I, I always hated how when you watch like, oh, um, VH1s, how how they became stars or whatever, they were very detailed in their story of, say, Beyonce's come up, except for they got to this point in the story where then they would always say, and one thing led to another, and then you see her on the teacher. I'm like, wait, 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 but what, what's the one thing? Right. Like, 
what happened. And the more I got into the music industry, the more I realized there's a lot of things that you cannot and do not mention that get you where you want to go. And, and I know this because I've had to say no to a lot of those things. And so I really wanted a place where people heard someone's authentic, actual story without any edits, without any uh, sanctioning. And, um, and they could really hear and take that into their own lives, whether they're in music or in any other field of business, because it's all the same. Climbing the ladder is all the same. It's just the subject matter is different. And so I just really wanted an honest, vulnerable, no edited type of podcast where people could really get the nitty gritty truth without any um, gloss overs, so to speak. And the reason why I started the podcast is frankly because of you. <laughs> Me? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, for those of you guys who don't know, um, I attended NLE, um, Michael's Next Level Experience uh, this past year in 2021. Um, he doesn't know I'm going to say this. He's probably gonna be embarrassed, but it literally changed my entire life. Um, not just my life, but the, the way I think, the way I, I am, the way I wake up, um, <laughs> literally everything. And um, and then I did Leadership 300, which is his next uh, tier after that. And then I loved it so much, I, I forced him to let me hire him as a coach. <laughs> And, me. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't much of a choice. I said, I want you McIntyre and <laughs> don't try to give me anybody else. I want you. Um, and so be, being coached by you just moved the needle in every single area of my life. And, and you really, I've had a lot of other coaches and what I can say that's different about you is that you don't just like, I, just like I thought about NLE, I thought it was a business event and it so was not. And I felt like, wow, I really got bamboozled here in the best way. <laughs> but with your coaching, you know, I hired you for one thing and I got everything. And it was really a 360 complete, you know, mind, body, spirit, business experience. And, and the needle wasn't just moved in, in a success way. It was moved in a, in a human being way. And so because of our, our coaching, I, I moved the needle in the podcast. It's been something I've been wanting to do for a long time. And you gave me not just the advice, but you, you gave me the tangible connections to the podcast producer and who I needed to just make my life easy to do it. So yeah, it's. Come on. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Tara. That's so kind of you. You know what, uh, what, what we, you know, and I, I, you know, I think when you coach somebody, when you hire somebody and pay money for something, you need to get results, you know, and yeah. I think, you know, and you're, you're the same way, you're GSD, you get stuff done, right? And so, you know, you want results. If somebody hires you as a vocal co coach, that's got any kind of, you know, any kind of, you know, can carry any, maybe a tune a little bit, you're going to, you're going to help them get to, I've seen some of your things, how you stop people in the mall, you know, and then coach them on how to sing just randos in the mall, which I love that. I think that was so good. Um, well, thank you for that. And um, yeah, it uh, real recognizes real. Yeah. That's right. And so that's really awesome. So, all right. So I've been noticing some of your posts on social media, uh, which is really kind of cool because like three years ago you posted, you know, you had 35,000 followers on YouTube and now today you've got like 800,000 girl sister woman that's amazing Thank and you. what i what i also love about it is like i know nothing about youtube <laughs> I don't. and i know we've had some big deep conversations about that so tell us about your youtube channel because this thing is a killer dealer man you're, you're crushing it out there and i know it's even going to get bigger you're going to get to that two or three million mark so tell our audience, tell our listeners how to find you on YouTube and what your YouTube channel is all about, because it's really cool. 
Sure, sure. So I am Tara Simon Studios on pretty much everything and including YouTube. So if you just type in the search bar, Tara Simon, I'll come up or Tara Simon Studios, I'll come up. And yes, so it, it's interesting, you know, um, it, again, walking through open doors, right? So when I was in the middle of doing some digital marketing for uh, the studio itself, I hired a videographer to do some quick tips and tricks, tricks on Instagram. I wanted to grow my Instagram and we had extra time at the end of one of the sessions. And the videographer said to me, we have some extra time. Do you want to shoot something longer format for YouTube? And I was like, okay, sure. Why not? And he said, all right, so what do you want to do? I'm like, well, I don't know. It was your idea. And he said, uh, okay, uh, why don't you react to something? And I was like, well, that's stupid. Who would watch that? You know, <laughs> why would anyone want to watch me react to someone else singing? Like that doesn't make any sense. He's like, just try it. It's a thing. And I'm like, okay. So I did. And it, it literally, like, I just said, okay, I just said yes. And saying yes in life is is more than nine tenths of the battle, really. Amen. And it started to blow up. And I again, if something worked, I just kept doing it. And we were growing at two thousand subscribers a day. It was insane. So one year in October, I had thirty five thousand k, thirty five k subscribers. And then the next year, I just saw the memory this morning because we're in October now um, that I was at three hundred thousand subscribers. And now to date, we, I'm close to 800,000 subscribers. Um, and, and honestly, as a vocal coach to do vocal coaching reactions, which was the meat and potatoes of my content up until now, um, it literally was hilarious to me because I realized that God in his divine wisdom, as I was coaching people, which I didn't want to do, I was training to do this the entire time, because all I do when I do reactions is assess and diagnose and evaluate what I'm doing in every single lesson that I've ever coached. Cool. That's so just cool. Well, I love it. I, 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 that your personality is just bigger than life and it's just, you're, but you're so real. And I think that's why people are attracted to you because you're, you're, you know, you've got, you've got it all and, but you're really approachable. And I think that's, that's just, amazing and i love watching your ter terabytes yeah <laughs> yes and that was so hard for me that was so embarrassing and mortifying i as i started to get fans i think i was around like 100 or 200k and and people my fans kept saying well what are we what are we i'm like what do you mean what are you you are whoever you are and they're like no no we need a name for us and i'm like what are you talking about and so they were the ones that, you know, the fans were the ones who were like, well, we're, how about these names? And, and I'm like, okay, you guys, this is ridiculous. So I'm going to take the ones that are mentioned the most and I'll post them and you guys vote it, whatever you want to call yourselves. And, and so it ended up being terabytes. And I was like, this is, this is so embarrassing that people have like a name. I love it. But, but they do. <laughs> I love it. I think it's really cool. So you're going to, and, and you're doing a pivot right now. I know uh, with, with your YouTube deal and your YouTube channel, and you shared some of that with me. Uh, I want you to talk about that if you want to also uh, about the label. If you want to talk about that, I'd love to have you mention that uh, and your book that you're working on. So you got some big projects, woman. So come on. So tell us about, uh, the pivot. Tell us about uh, the, uh, the the book and uh, tell us about the label. Yes. Okay. So the YouTube pivot. You you mentioned on social media. I've said I don't know what I'm doing on YouTube, and that is the the God's honest truth. Because we grew so fast, I I never even knew or needed to look at the back end of analytics. And so it's been four years now, and literally just this past month, I started to pay attention to what was going on, and I realized 
just how ridiculous <laughs> that is. Um, and so now that I'm actually becoming an educated member of the YouTube Creator Society, um, I'm starting to realize that the, the reaction scene is very saturated and I need to pivot content. That's Good. scary for me, but it's also exciting. And so in 2022, I'm going to be doing a lot of different content. It's still going to be music related, but much more logistically difficult videos to capture, much more high budget and more creative um, context of videos. So stay awesome. tuned for that if you're a terabyte <laughs> watching and listening to this. Um, so something that changed also at NLE was all of these different things. So like, if you asked me in, in March, like Tara, what are your, what's your five-year plan? It would have been, well, what do you mean? I have an amazing life. I'm going to grow my YouTube channel and grow my business, raise my baby happily ever after. Um, and in April, because of NLE, that all changed. <laughs> and my beautiful, peaceful life went out the window and God completely restored my heart and called me higher. And so, um, Literally all of these things, the book, the podcast, the record label, the, the recording project, um, all of it is a result of that weekend. That's where it all wow. started this wow. year. Well, I'm excited about you. And I know you're, 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 you're going to be uh, on this new album, on this new record label. You're going to be the first release on this too, which I know is very exciting. And you're writing some really amazing songs, which I won't get into, but uh, that I'm, I'm so excited about where that's going to. So, and you've got this book coming out. Uh, when do you think you'll have this book finished? It's going to be released in 2022, as well as um, 2022 is going to be a huge year because all of this this uh, sowing right now, this was a big sowing season for me. 2022 is going to be big reaping season for me. And, and so the book is, is finished. The manuscript's being made now. It'll be released in 2022. The record label is called Red Pill Records. And the project, yes, the project that I am doing as an artist will be the first to release underneath the record label. And that will also be released in 2022 wow. as well. So I'm really excited for that. I'm very prayerful that God's doing huge things with that. My heart Heart, um, again, as of NLE, is to really Joan of Arc the music industry. I'm sick and tired of darkness winning. I'm sick and tired of all of these horrible, um, horrible lyrical uh, music, uh, horror, this horrible lyrical music getting out there and trending. I'm sick and tired as a YouTube reactor of going on trending on music and seeing just evil, 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 Maverick City, evil, 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 evil. There's like one thing that pops out and the rest is just complete darkness. And at the center of everything is music. And then if at the center of music is darkness, well, how great is that darkness? And so we're here to light up the darkness in 2022 and to Joan of Arc this ish in the music industry. <laughs> I love it. That's so awesome. Yeah, we need good content. Yes, yes. Yeah. We, need, we need positive reinforcement with beautiful artists like yourself that can really sing really well and have, you know, people that are attracted to that sound. So in that, so tell me, and I, and I, so this is a question that I don't know the answer to this. Are you going to be overt or covert in this process with Red Pill? So Red Pill Records is not a Christian record label. However, everything about it is based on kingdom principles. So it's a kingdom record label. And the reason I'm doing that is, is very strategic. And it's this, God, I would love nothing more. And it would be very easy for me actually to be another Carrie Job. And I say that with the most humility, okay? I, I know that that would be a very easy path for me because I have the connections there um, and I have the heart for it and the voice for it. However, unfortunately, that is not what God's called me to do. He didn't call me to change the church. He is calling me to change the world through music. 
So there that. are many artists that are killing it in church and they are doing their job. And I'm so grateful that that's taken care of really. But I do feel that there is a huge gap, um, a, a gaping hole in the secular music industry to create music that is twofold, tuned to the right frequency and giving life-giving lyrics that is also sonically impossible to deny as a hit. Like people love the WAP and songs like that because it is so intoxicatingly catchy. And my call is to create songs that are just as, if not more catchy than songs like that, but that bring you life in your spirit instead of death. That's the, the total premise of Red Pill Records. Come on, that's a mic drop right there. I love that. And I love that. We'll be praying for you on that. And uh, I can't wait till that drops out. And that's going to be amazing. I know some of the back end of this and some of the people who are producing things, which is exciting too. So thank you, Jesus, yeah. for that. You're so gifted and talented. And the other thing is uh, that, that you do is you put it out there. You really do. I remember, <laughs> I remember uh, and I want to touch base on this, and you probably are surprised I will, but I want to do it anyway, because it just... This is the character that you are. This is the essence of who you are. You know, with this COVID crazy stuff, you know, we both live in great red states. Yes. And, uh, you know, you've got a great governor down there, DeSantis. He's one of my heroes. And uh, I know that this uh, whole masking mandate was kind of crazy for you. And I remember you called me one morning and it's like, I am pulling my son out of school. First of all, you've got a beautiful son, Jaden. And, um, and so he's, Five, I believe he is right yes and so he was at the school and it was kind of a cool school until it wasn't so share that with our listeners because I think this is how you're such a you know I I, I call you BA Wonder Woman because it, you get stuff done and 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 but you do it in such a a, a godly manner so sh can you share that story with us Sure. Thank you um, for that compliment, by the way. So yeah, um, it, this was not, um, not really expected at all. So I fought for two months for my son to be in this public school with a magnet program for Spanish because he's very good at Spanish. And so it was an international Spanish Academy school within a public school and um, literally called the school almost every day, harassing them kindly um, and bribing them sort of unashamedly for two months to get him in. And, um, and I did, I got him in, he started the school and we were super excited about it. And five days into the school year this year as a kindergartner um, at 1130 at night on a Wednesday, the school board decided to change the opt out option for parents to not have their kids wear masks. And here's the thing, my son has asthma. And um, I am not okay with someone telling my child that they have to learn with something covering their nose and mouth all day long. It, it was not, it, to me, it was an infringement on my rights as a mother and on his health as a, as a human. And so um, everybody, everybody seemed up in arms, my friends were, and, and they all talked about it. And so did I, but I, I said to myself, well, I'm not just going to talk about it. I'm going to fix the problem. I'm either homeschooling this kid and I, God help me. I don't know how I'm going to do that and run all these businesses, but um, him staying there is not an option. And so thank God my mother, Tammy is a GSD as well. And so she is indeed. <laughs> I put, I put her on the task too. And we came up with some options and, and here's the thing doing standing up for what you believe is right is always going to cost you something. Yes. And you just have to decide if what it costs you is, is something you're willing to give. And I am so blessed and grateful as a single mom and a business owner to be able to afford what it cost. And what it cost me was a lot of money to put my kid in the King's Academy, which is to me, one of the best private schools in Florida. And 
God always works it out for good because yes, the cost was high monetarily, but my son in the first week of moving to that school is being taught by a woman who I have known since seventh grade. Come on, Jesus. I had no idea she was a kindergarten teacher there. He is learning about Jesus. The very first thing I saw when I took him to his class in the morning was a sheet where they trace out a Bible verse. They are a different breed of person, a different breed of teacher, different breed of student. There are no mask mandates there because they, they trust and believe in God's protection and also in being clean and, and within reason, like, you know, hey, it is what it is. And if someone gets COVID, we're going to let you know, and you have the choice, you know? Right. Um, and you know what? There have been, there's one case since, like, there's, it's, it's not like an everyday, every right. week, like all these public schools. The bus driver tells me to the minute when she's picking him up. It is such a blessing. God totally worked it out for my good. And he is absolutely thriving there. I couldn't have asked for a better choice to be made, to be honest. And now I'm grateful. I'm so grateful that that mask mandate happened because had it not, my son would still be at that other school. Yeah. Yeah, Romans eight twenty eight, so good. And and you know uh, what I love about that is that you know the data doesn't support children in COVID anyhow. I mean, you know, I mean their immune systems like Superman, right? And even most of them are asymptomatic. But I'm so proud of you and 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 Tammy. And yes, your mother, she's so amazing. You know, uh, she, I love her. Your your mom and dad are just awesome, uh, Mike and Tammy. And so and they came and did NLE and humbled themselves in that process, which I'm really proud of that. So we're doing this thing. We're 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 going to launch NLE in Florida, December third, fourth, and fifth here this year in West Palm Beach, where Amen. you reside uh, with all the wealthy, amazing singers. <laughs> and, <laughs> so, uh, and the main reason we're coming to Florida, girl, is because of you, because oh you, you are a big deal and you are connected. You've introduced us with more influencers. And so we're excited about. So if you are, if anybody wants to go to Florida, which everybody does, uh, mm-hmm. December 3rd, 4th and 5th, go to our website at themichaelmcintyre.com and sign up because I know West Palm Beach is going to be a, a major attraction for people to come in. And yeah. so, um, yeah, so. Are you excited for West Palm Beach on uh, December 3rd, 4th, and 5th, girl? I'm, I'm shouting it from the rooftops. And if you want to meet me there, I will be facilitating this one my first time. I'm so excited. Listen, I mean, for anybody that's watching, I know I know that, you know, it sort of is like, oh, of course, you know, you're going to say this because you're on his podcast. No, I say this behind closed doors. Michael has no idea how much I talk about him. People don't do this anymore. They don't under promise and over deliver. They don't move the needle. They don't do what they say they're going to do. I have never in my life been to an event that gave me more than what I've given in some way, shape or form. And NLE is completely transformative. And not only that, I've made friends from NLE that are lifelong friends. Come on, sister. It's yes. amazing. It's it's so good. And I just love how you operate with such high integrity in that, Michael. And it, this you. is truly a get-to. It's not a have-to. It is right. truly a get-to. And I believe that I'm telling people when I tell them about NLE, I'm like, listen, I'm sending you the link. You better do this before 5 p.m. Because if the spots are taken and you're not in there, like I'm highly upset. Like you are missing out. <laughs> you are screwed, my friend. Like don't, don't miss the boat. 
You're so amazing. Well, listen, it's, it, it is it is an intense. And let me just tell you listeners out there, if you're listening for the first time because you just tuned in because you wanted to uh, catch a glimpse of this famous woman, uh, Tara Simon. Well, look, it's not for snowflakes. OK, it's wow. not. The, the, you're going to have to lean in because the hurricane winds could be blown back. You will be offended. And it's always amazing to me, too, because, you know, like, and they're like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you said that. But it's all about Holy Spirit. Right. And it really is. And we we love the Holy Spirit. And we, you know, Stacy and I have developed this thing over the years. And um, and so what happens, we have a curriculum. But you know what? We just let Jesus and the Holy Spirit and the Father run it. And so it's kind of it gets cray cray, but it's all good. I mean, you're going to laugh. You're going to cry. You're going to have fun. You're going to be challenged. It's life-changing. It's NLE and check it out. But uh, so Tara, so get, give a, uh, a day in the life because you are a busy woman and yeah. I just want our, because you know, you're an entrepreneur and I'm an entrepreneur and I know a lot of people say, wow, it's nice to be you, McIntyre. It's nice to be you, Tara, but there's a, there's a cost to this and, and it is a, it is a service and it is a sacrifice but it's the sacrifice that you love to do. So give us a typical day in the life of Tara Simon, because I think it's really fascinating. Well, again, thanks to you now, I'm up at five and uh, part of the 5 a.m. club. Whoop, whoop. And um, <laughs> I do, the very first thing I do, and again, you you really set me on a, on a path during coaching for the best morning ever. And I do that uh, five days a week and on my work days. So I, I'm up at five, I come downstairs, um, I do communion, I journal, I read my word, I pray. I feel like that really lines me up for just a huge streamlined success during the day. And then I wake my boy up, we do breakfast and make his lunch, get him out to the bus, and then I'm off to the gym. Um, and so that's like my morning routine. It's sacred. I do my affirmations after the gym. And they're yeah. written on my wall from NLE, actually. <laughs> I still have the big life-size post-it hanging on my wall. Uh, and so, yeah, and then I and then I get to it. I, I eat and then I start to grind. And, and, and every different day is different. I really liked, for those of you guys out there who are trying to plan your week, I really like days that have themes in them. So Monday is my internal meeting day. And anything that's managerial, that's meetings that I need to do internally with my team, I do that on Mondays. Um, Tuesdays tend to be, um, my research planning and possible coaching day. If I've got any students, um, and Wednesdays are my film days. I film all day, um, during my work time, uh, Thursdays tend to also be coaching as well as, um, my more specialty videos, like the one take wonders on my channel or like, um, sing better in seconds where it's on location. And Fridays are my, now are my Sabbath day where I do all of the things in the morning, still all those days of the week. But then Fridays, I really intentionally uh, do things that pour into me. I may read um, some books that I may read the word. I may splurge and do some YouTube educational things because I can't help but be productive. But um, <laughs> Fridays are my input day and I, and I rest. I may go to the beach since I do live in the most amazing uh, <laughs> town ever. Yes, you do. Um, and then I pick up my boy and from three o'clock on, I really try to turn everything off and be present for my son. He's in baseball, he's in drums. Um, you know, we do a lot of family time. My family lives about five minutes. So we're very family oriented and it's a full, beautiful life. Good. That's so good. That's really good. Yeah. I think, you know, the message out there for you other entrepreneurs or just anybody out there, you know, uh, we, we don't plan to fail. We just fail to plan. And I, I love the way you plan out your week. And I know you're, you're also flexible in that situation, but I love that. And it's really good. Uh, so, all right. So 
uh, I ask all my interviewers uh, two questions. Number one, what scripture you're sitting on right now, if any. And number two, what books are you reading lately that's impressive for us? Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna I'm going to retroactively answer that. So the the last book I read actually outside of the Bible was your book and <laughs> next level life. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and you probably didn't know I was gonna say that, but yeah. So I I was privileged to be one of the first to read your book because you wanted my opinion on it. And you know, I love what Sean Bowles actually said about your book because I totally resonated and agreed with it. And, and he said something to the effect, I'm not going to quote it, but he said, you know, sometimes the more powerful testimony is listening to someone's life story rather than like the point itself, because it means and resonates differently with every person. And to me, that was, that's perfectly your book because you. you talking about, you know, being approachable and open, that's, we are the same cloth, you know, and that to me, your book is the personification of your approachability, your vulnerability. And I love how you were so honest, you know, you didn't gloss over the, you know, one thing led to the another part, you really got <laughs> right. everything yeah. so that we really as readers got a picture of exactly who you were pr prior to loving Jesus and, and how you how you navigated your life and then how that changed, but it all also was very real in your success and your come up too. And the way you love your family, the way you talk. I mean, I love too, how you mentioned your, your failures in that as a man and as a business owner, I thought that was so powerful and so, so freeing to see someone else who was so successful also voice their shortcomings was just a blessing wow. because it made me feel like, wow, like this, this successful, powerful guy still missed it here and here and here. Like yeah. that's, that makes me feel like it's a kind of okay for me when Amen. I do. Amen. Sister. Yeah. Thank you. Wow. What a, what a nice review. <laughs> I love the book. So if you guys are looking for anything, get next level life. And Hey, if you're on the fence about NLE, read that first and then you'll be sold because you'll, you'll see like it's the real, he's the real deal. Um, the verse the verse that the chapter I would say that I really do meditate on is lately the Psalms 112, um, that whole thing. Um, and you know, actually you, you told me to read that in a, in a kind of a dark time for me, uh, uh, about a month ago and something that it says in there made me have goosebumps all over because when I, there was a, this is sort of weird, but I got kind of got in an online fight with Cardi B <laughs> Uh, this past year over the WAP, actually, I did to mention that. And I called her out on it at the Grammys and she, she shared my video on her Instagram and it kind of like became a thing. And, and one of my hashtags for my, my fans during that time was light up the darkness. And in Psalms 112, you couldn't have known that, but mm -hmm. when you told me to read that, that chapter, I, I almost kind of like lost my breath because one of the verses said, something about lighting up the darkness, like he will light up the darkness. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so divine. That's crazy. So it really means a lot to me, um, that chapter in particular, and I'm really hiding that in my heart right now. Yeah. Psalms 112. My brother helped me with that when I was going through some tough times. He, he said, just read Psalms 112. And I've, I've been in that Psalms 112 more times than, than not. And just reading it. Cause listen, we all go through times. We all do, you know, I don't care who you are, how much money you got, how much famous you are, or how little or whatever, everybody has dark times. They do. And yeah. uh, yeah, well, thank you for that. And I'm yeah. Psalms 112 is for those out there that are going through a dark time, maybe financially, physically, maybe spiritually, maybe relationally dig into 112. 
Uh, yeah. Psalms 112 and read it every day, twice a day, if you have to, five times a day, because it will pull you out of the mire. It will bring you up and uh, and show you God's true love and, and who you are in him. So yeah, it's yeah. good. So Terry, you're just an amazing interview. I could talk to you for two more hours. Um, thank you so much for spending the early morning here. Uh, it's earlier for me than it is for you. We got an hour time difference, but I Listen, I'd get up at four o'clock in the morning and interview you because you are a special. Uh, you are my special. And I thank you for your commitment to the Lord. I thank you for your commitment as a mother, as an entrepreneur, and as a woman that steps out there and is ready to fight the good fight and not giving up. Uh, you are bringing light into darkness. So thank you, sister. Thank you, Michael. You have been a game changer for me. And you know, I, I not only love you, but I love your family so much. You guys are our kingdom world changers. And the fact that, you know, you've had the success you have, and now in your latter years, you are pouring into people just out of love for perfect strangers. I know how, how physically, mentally, and spiritually taxing it is for you to put on these events. And I, I know the inner workings now, and the sacrifice is immense out of just sheer love. And it, it is so Christ-like. And I just I just absolutely love you guys and bless you for that. And, and I thank you so much for, for caring and, and for building up world leaders and entrepreneurs and world changers for his kingdom. Something that you said, and guys, like for those of you who are listening, I love so much that Michael pushes you to dream bigger because we as Christians are not called to live in poverty or mediocrity. It is time for believers to be influencers Come on, to go bigger. and really you, you really do that. You really foster that environment in NLE. And as a person, you're a living, breathing personification of that. And I just thank you for that because you make me want to be better. Come on, you spot it, baby. You got it. You know, it. Back, <laughs> back at you, sister woman. And thank you so much. You're going to make me cry. Uh, thank you. And uh, listen, uh, listeners, check out, check out Tara Simon Studios. Check out uh, the YouTube channel. Check out her podcast. And uh, it'll be, all the notes will be in the, uh, the all, all this will be in the call notes. And uh, we look forward to seeing you in Florida, Tara Simon, uh, December 3rd, 4th, and 5th. And it's going to be exciting because it's going to be, uh, Holy Spirit rocking some world. Because look, there's some major world changers down there. We can't wait to get down to West Palm Beach. So thank you. Tell Jaden we said hey, and God bless you, sister. God bless you, Michael. Thank you for listening to the Next Level Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share. For more resources to help you maintain your next level life, join our community at themichaelmcintyre.com.